Be following Willie Moore and Moore. Back in the NRL. There's Willie Moore. That's forgotten how big Willie actually is. Perhaps the presence of Willie and the Panthers looking at his imposing frame. I'm a 25 minute man. Plus. Oh, you got skill, son. Uppercut right hand by Big Willie. Too fancy for you. Welcome to episode number 31 of the Take with Willie Mason. This is a very exciting show for us, William. It's finals time. Yeah, different different energy. It is a different energy. I'll tell you why. Because the producer's given us all these bits of paper. It's look- causing me great levels of stress. I'm expected <laughs> to follow these things. <laughs> it looks very professional and stressful. You've My ADHD is going off a fucking hill. Well, how would you go filling out your homework? I didn't fill it out, to no, be honest, I know. mate. I just, I'm looking at it right now. But it's good that it's sitting on the table, annoying yeah. me. Uh, one thing that is very exciting about the show tonight is that we went through all of the interviews that we did, and we ranked them from best to worst, and we've got the best. Mm. Anthony Minicello, he's come on the show today. Uh, he's going to join us later. He's going to go through a preview of the finals games. He's going to tell us a few things. He's going to... Probably, hopefully, bag you a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I think it would be good to get Mini on because I think he would give an, uh, He doesn't give that many interviews on how smart he is, like his footy IQ. I think um, when you go on the footy show on Fox and all that kind of stuff, they sort of they just want to make fun of shit all the time. You know, at least he can come on here and and break games down with me and um, see how we go in the finals. So I think people will be quite you know, impressed with what he does. Yeah, well, he's a wonderful footballer and he's a terrific yeah. bloke and we are looking forward to having him on in a minute. But first of all, we're going to have a jibber, as yeah. per usual. Uh, William, the main thing outside of finals football that's come out this week, Kevin Walters has been announced as the coach of the Brisbane Broncos. Can't do a worse job than Seabold. Yeah. But uh, they've sort of hedged their bets a little bit with rumours coming out. I don't necessarily think that this 10-year deal that they're talking about is actually like, – who, who offers a 10-year deal? But Craig Bellamy is going to be – Coaching director sitting over the top of Kevin Walters. Can that work? No, it can't. I think um, these guys are a similar age. I think they played in a couple of grand finals together, um, 87, 89. Um, you know, Craig Bellamy is a friend of his. I know playing in the Australian side, Craig was assistant coach. And I think Kevy was assistant coach at, uh, in the early 2000s. And they're really good friends. I just can't see Craig even coming – Belly even coming to Brisbane and trying to see over, over a guy like Kevy, and I don't think Kevy will deal with it as well. I think they're very good friends and they'll talk it out. And the fact that it's got le- leaked out to the media, you know, he's cut from the Wayne Bennett cloth. Like he'll be filthy, you know what I mean? That it got out, and I think I think he'll um he'll he'll put a lid on all those sort of rumors pretty soon. And I think his job is is obviously just getting the storm. To a finals, another finals appearance. But um, this is it's, – it's awful. I, don't, I just don't think a guy like Kevy Waters will stand for it, and I just don't think Craig would do that to Kevy. It's funny because you talk about clubs that are struggling, and there's no question the Broncos are struggling, but the fact that this has leaked out to the media, surely if you remember when Wayne Bennett was signing with the Roosters, yeah. and he, he backflipped on that just for the simple fact that it got into the press, surely Bellamy's feeling a bit the same. Well, he would be. Look what he's got to do now. All this week, he's got to obviously not answer questions, but deal with the fact that these rumours are out here. Who cares if he's had meetings with the Broncos? These are these are private meetings, and he thought that these meetings would stay private. So once you piss off a guy like that, a Wayne Bennett, uh, a Craig Bellamy, they're done. 
you know, I think they um they've stuffed up massively here, and I just think it's stupid from the Broncos, and it's stupid for the fact even bringing in a guy like Kevy, and then actually. Like, you had about three or four weeks to go, you know what I mean? Like, just maybe wait a little bit until the season's over. If you're in talks with Belly, I mean, you can hide all this sort of shit. It doesn't have to be public knowledge. I mean, you've got to be smarter than that. They're running a, you know, million-dollar entity or billion-dollar sort of entity up there. It's just like, it's this is schoolboy stuff. I just don't think it should have been let out. And you don't do this to a guy like Kevy Walters. It's essentially, from my perspective, what you're doing is you're saying – we're going to give Kevin Walters a job. He's he's an old boy, and we want to bring the old boys back yeah. in. And, and it's you know everyone loves Kevin Walters, and mm. you know he's going to obviously go up there and try and put his stamp on it. And then Craig Bellamy's got another year at the Broncos, so at the Storm. So what they're saying is, at the end of that twelve months after Walters has had his first year, if the Broncos are going shit, yeah. then they can at least as a board say, well that's all right because Craig Bellamy's coming to fix it. But if they're not going shit and Walters turns it around, yeah. then surely at some point. Like, who, who's, who's calling the shots? It's you, like Gould and Griffin. It, it just doesn't work. Like, what do you do? What do you, what do, you do when, um, you know, just say a fan, your fan base and the board there and you've got Craig Bellamy sitting in the wings and the Broncos are going as shit as they were this year. You're going, you've got the best coach there sitting above it. Why don't you sack Kevy Walters? Like, did I, have you ever thought about all these situations that the Broncos can put themselves in? And then you're going to put Kevy against, against Belly? They don't want that. So these two guys will figure this stuff. They'll figure it out. They'll probably have a chat over the weekend and Belly will probably put it to bed. Yeah. I just don't think he's that sort of bloke. He's a sort of, the sort of character. He's a man who lives and dies by the sword. He's just, he's, he's just that sort of dude. He's not going to do that to his mate. Living and dying by the sword is something that there's so many coaches have been given oh, the man. ass this year. This year... Probably more than ever, isn't it? I think so. We made that stat up last week, and I'm sort oh, of standing. No one's told me it's we don't wrong. We fact check. They told they quite easily tell us we're wrong. You no, put a we're thing. We're right. On, we are right. You on did Twitter, put a thing on, on Twitter. Twitter, that was one of your best. It was a. But I don't think I don't think they got it. My whole point was, like the Coleman Medal. Everybody knows it's affiliated with the top uh, point scorer, goal scorer in AFL. I don't think everyone, everyone goes, oh. The, the Ken, Ken Irvine, because I'm a footy tragic, and I've never heard of it. Well, do you know, it's... And I got fucking hammered, which I just copped it. I'm like, hey, all right, whatever. I said, I can't put my whole feelings out on fucking 240 characters. You know that I hate Twitter But they come out, and all they that. come out. It was but pretty funny. I love Twitter now. After the hammering you copped, it was uh, unbelievable. Mate, I, mate, I, and I answer as many people as I can with a nice, get fucked. <laughs> and, to, be, um, to be fair... <laughs> It but was, they, they, it was the but right they were quite thing. nice. They're like, um, should should we tell him? Should we tell him? I'm like, what are you, what are you talking about? It's called Ken Irvine already. I'm like, oh well, I actually googled it. Well, it was a good. I mean, it was a good idea because it's already in existence. So that was well, good. But one of the sides that has a new coach, one of the six or whatever it is, is your old club, the Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs. An old teammate mm. of yours, Steve Price, has hit the press this week yeah. because. Apparently, he told all of the players that weren't at the club next year to get their stuff and get yeah. out. Beat up. This is where, as a listener and as a person who I don't read the Telegraph, to be honest, or listen to all the bullshit that's out there, but you need to like break things like this down. First of all, like he might have said those words, but like have a look where they're playing. They're playing at Homebush. Of course, you've got to get your stuff out of your locker. Do you know what I mean? You're not playing at your home ground or anything like that. Like, obviously, they go back to Belmore. Everything's in there. So a lot of players, they carry, they carry like two or three pair, pairs of boots. They've got chains. They've got, they might have their earrings or whatever, like just spare clothes, anything, bags, whatever. You know, like you can, 
you said make sure he make he said it in that tone. Make sure you get grab get everything out of your locker, boys. And like you can you can't you can take that out of context and make him look like a prick. But he's not like that. Pricey isn't like that, man. He's like he's just one of those guys. He would have said that in that in that sort of tone. Make sure you get your stuff out of your locker because you don't want to leave your shit at home, Bush. So hopefully the people at home can listen to that. We can leave everything in your in your locker. At home, Bush? No, because you fucking it's your last game, and you want to get the hell out of there. I mean, so I don't leave to. anything there. So don't leave your your phone, your anything like that, which you do leave in your locker. So you might have said it once or twice. People get their little feelings hurt. I can hear some. Like, I think ex play, ex players or current players in there going, "Oh, you said it at the wrong time." So when's the right fucking time to say it? Mm. He wasn't saying it to everybody. The way they put it in the papers is like. He said it to everyone. Mate, there's about 10, there's about 15 of those blokes coming back next year. Get over it. I have to tell my 10-year-old not to forget his mouth guard. So it's yeah. kind of the same thing. Uh, the other big bit of news coming out today with Kevin Walters taking on uh, the Anthony Seabold job. I just can't get through enough Anthony Seabold. <laughs> you going I've, back to Seabold? I've got, yeah, I am. No, he should be the origin coach. There we go. I've said it. Anthony Seabold should be coaching Queensland origin. Mm. Now you agree? I think so too. They've given it to Wayne Bennett. I mean, that's a travesty. I can't believe Seabold's it. He's like one of the, the worst board. coaches ever. <laughs> so, I look, I don't understand why Kevin Walters can't... Keep, keep, like, just the, keep the origin job this year? this year. For three I, I actually thought that. I was just reading some shit off Twitter, and I didn't realise that Wayne is the coach this year. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm pretty sure that Wayne probably doesn't even know. 100%. He's been linked to every, <laughs> Wayne, every single Wayne's job been in the linked world. to everyone. Everyone's got to tap him on the shoulder after this weekend, go, mate, your origin this year. He goes, no, 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 that's for next year. Yeah. Well, no, 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 really. someone, I read somewhere today they're saying that the reason that they picked him over Mal Meninga is, is because Wayne Bennett has coached under the six again rule. Oh, really? I mean, it's that, ridiculous. That is, is ridiculous. That, is that a rule? I think it's because isn't, Mal, goes the, isn't, Mal, isn't Mal the Australian coach? Oh, he's Australian coach. Too. Yeah, so he can't do both. I mean, I think I think it's a perfect time for Wayne to come back. You know, Queensland are down. You know, New South Wales is well on top. We've won the last two, looking for three. So just bring the old dog back. Yeah. Well, I mean, I reckon he'll do some. He'll do some great work there. He and that the 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 pride and culture they're putting that that jersey in the last fifteen years is ridiculous. So they're expected to win all the time. I speak to these um, ex players like JT and GI. Ex- they expect these young kids to just roll up in there, get that jersey, and turn into animals. But I just don't think they got the cattle. Anyone who expects Queensland to win Origin this year, mate, they we will. They were one one playoff last year. Yeah, if, if Ferguson doesn't, you know, make that great play, mate, we're going to extra time against a team that we should have flogged. So that's the sort of spirit they got. Yeah, but I mean, have you seen the suggested side this year? It's pretty average. Yeah. Uh, all right. So. Because the producer now thinks that he's got to actually produce things, he's holding clocks up and he's t- – anyway, it's – you know, the bloke's got a bit of a power complex going on. So apparently now we're going to move on to the next segment that you haven't done your homework for. So yeah. you want to get out your blank piece of paper. Yeah, right. What we are going to do is we're going to go through – We're going to review everything, eh? We're going to review all the sides that didn't make the top eight. So all we're right. going to say – what worked for them, what didn't work, and what's next. All right. Um, what are we going to start with? Uh, we're going to start – we're going to go in alphabetical order, it looks like the producer's given us. So, I think it's maybe from the 16th up to 9th. I don't know. It could be, actually. Yeah, I think so. And it also works out alphabetical for this part. <laughs> it doesn't. I'm gonna, I'll give you, don't talk shit. No, it so, doesn't. All right. So, we'll start with the Broncos. So, what worked? <laughs> Nothing. 
I think um, Katoni Staggs worked. Mm. Um, Payne Haas worked in the middle, so I don't think any of the halves did. They just didn't gel this year, man. Um, they just had a real a diabolical year. They just want to put 2020 in the bin and just rebuild. I think. I mean, but some bright, you know, bright stars like Katoni Staggs. I mean, it's unfortunately he finished the year off with an ACL, but that just sucks. Do you think that the Broncos need to buy some experienced players? Do you think they were lacking leadership that year? Yeah, it was, it had leadership but in the wrong positions. Like Darius Boyd's a three over three hundred gamer, 20, 20 tests, twenty origins, all that kind of stuff. Couple of couple of um, grand finals. I expected a lot from Darius, you know, but he was right at the end of his um, his tenure there. He he still had next year to go, but like they said, hey, let's let's call it a day. He still had Alex Glenn. I mean, but when you got a guy like who he was out for a bit about twelve games, a guy like Payne Haas, who's a twenty one year old, he's your senior player. He's the guy that's got to tell you. Like he had the most games capped in that forward pack, most games. So he's a young kid, even though he has played at the highest level. They ask too much of him. You know, they just need a, they just need a balance. You know, Pangai Jr., I'm not sure what he's doing next year, but they just need to find a really good balance. I'm not sure who they're going to buy. How do we feel about the gender reveal? Yeah, I've got no comment about that. I don't think I don't think I don't think Brisbane were happy at all. I don't think they were. That was an odd. Do it in the dressing room. No. It was odd, wasn't it? It, it was, was a strange odd. thing. It I'll was give a it strange that. thing. Very odd. I don't know. They misread the room there. Uh, <laughs> congrats, congratulations to Darius Boyd. They're having a girl. Three came girls, out, Darius. Well done, mate. Came out pink. Excellent. Uh, all right. So the next team is the Bulldogs. Uh, look, the Bulldogs. I tell you what. If you want a team that tries hard, the Bulldogs is your team. If you want a team that's got very little talent. Mm. then you've got the Bulldogs. I mean, it says what worked. I think uh, the combination from Kieran Foran to Fatala Mariner did in the in the later halves, in the later part of the um, the season. Other than that, it was just a shit show the whole year. It was yeah. it was quite embarrassing to watch them. Let's uh, let's not um, you know sugarcoat it. They come last, equal last. It's only on for and against. Mm. They won three games. You know what I mean? a lot of games. Three games, it? man. I mean, three like it's three games. You know, like it's um, it's quite embarrassing for a club like that. I know because I played for the club, and they just expect better. And I just, but I, the only difference between the only difference between the Bulldogs and Brisbane is that Brisbane have a better roster, and that's why they copped it. And they're the Broncos, and they've never got the spoon. They never finish in the bottom four. Blah 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 blah. But the Bulldogs is the same sort of club, you know. And it's 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 quite a sh- it's quite a shame. And you got about eight players leaving. And I don't think we've bought anyone. Yeah, it's. I think they've still got obviously issues with the salary cap. They brought Nick Kotrick. I mean, buying a wing is not going to help you. But um, who else? They buy bought someone else. I don't know. They've got a few guys that are just not not. I think Waddell from Manly. I don't know. They need a nine. Lachlan Lewis is awful. Their spine. You know what I mean? Like just gets just gets. I think get Benji for one year before you. You just have makeshift sort of makeshift. Get in there in the halves. You know, you got those young kids, mate. They're, they're going to struggle, man. I probably should have turned my phone on a silent. It was. It turns out it's just the producer. I've obviously done something wrong. I'm not even going to read it. Uh, so the next team, Cowboys. either alphabetically or in yeah. chronological backwards order, is the Cowboys. The Cowboys is another side. All three of those have sacked their coach, actually. Or the bottom four have all sacked their coaches. Yeah. There you go. That's uh, record. Cowboys, I think um, their forward pack doesn't work together. Taumalolo works. Um I think uh, Kyle Felt on the wing. I think he scored like 17 tries. He was really good. Valentine Holmes was in and out of the side. He needs to find his feet at fullback. 
But um, I'm not sure what's next. They've got a new coach, got a new era next year, so um, it'll be exciting. Cole felt was going to get the top try scorer. They should yeah. call that the Ken Irvine medal. Yeah. be a good it, name. It, it was, it's actually... Re- and then what about what about Alex Johnson when they were just literally just like under 10s chucking him the ball? Four, yeah. Chucking him the ball. Five tries. <laughs> Cole felt would have just been sitting there going, spewing. Seething. I didn't win top try scorer. Uh, I think they struggled in the halves. Oh, I'm spewing I didn't win the Ken Irvine medal. I bet he was sitting at home going, oh my God, where's the, the Ken Kenny. Irvine medal? I want Kenny. Do you reckon Todd Payton does a good job up there? I, I think Todd does. does. I think they've got a lot of rebuilding. That forward pack. They've still got to start out of four pack. That's why a lot, of, a lot of teams keep picking them. You got Tal Malolo, um, who's the other kid? Shit, Which one? Ma- Jordan, Maguire, Jordan McLean. You got, you know, you got some big names in that forward pack. That's why people expect some things. When you got three or four representative players in your forward pack, you expect something. It's a big year for Cohen Hess because he's gone and Cohen from Hess, he's been origin yeah. to bent, like yeah. reserves, not even getting picked. So that's uh, they've got a lot of work up there. I mean, it's unheard of for the Broncos and the Cowboys to be going as badly as they are. Titans. Um, Titans. Well, we'll get to the Titans alphabetically last, I think. Uh, all right, so the Dragons. The Dragons have uh, – they've also got a new coach. I think if you ask about what worked this year, I think finally picking Matt Dufty and keeping him there – he added a lot to their attack this year. I think if you move Hunt back to seven and you you, you coach him properly, because Griffin's coached him before, I, I think they can do some good things next yeah, year. I'm not sure where they like, – they kept like fucking around and putting him at seven, putting him at nine. I don't know. If you're Ben Hunt, you're down there, you're marquee play, you want to you, you play your position, which I think is a seven. But I think um, finding Lomax, he had a breakout year. Dufty, I think he sort of solidified himself at number one. But, yeah, there's not that much good news to come out of the Dragons, especially for next year. You've got, th- you got a new coach. They I'm lose Brazil. Sure. I don't know. I think um, if Jack DeBellin can play next year, then I think they'll, that'll yeah. starch their middle up a fair bit. But that, but bottom, that bottom four looks like it, it, it might be next year as well. You reckon? Yeah. All right. Broncos, nothing with Kevy. No, don't like them. Mm. You don't like them. All right, well, we're swapping over our page now. <laughs> we're going over onto homework page number two. We're going to – well, this is stuffed the alphabetical thing, obviously, so it was in chronological order, you're right, because the Warriors don't come mm. alphabetically next, but that's okay. The Warriors were, I think, given what they had to do, they had to move to the Central Coast. They had, you know, they were away from their family. They had players going home. They had injuries. They sacked a coach. Everyone sacks coaches. It's always a coach's fault, but – they have been, I think, this year, the side that in terms of team cohesion has looked to come together the best. And that's yeah. one thing the Warriors have struggled with. Mm, I think this year has showed them a lot of uh, mental strength, mental toughness, being out of their little – being out of New Zealand all the time, being amongst each other, had to learn to love each other, each other's company. And I think um, you've seen some breakout players – is it Chanel uh, Harris? Yeah, the young good. seven. I think he was good. Nick Arima was good in patches. A couple of their forwards. Tohu Harris was great. But I mean, this, they, they've bought really well. Kane Evans, Fanua Blake, uh, Ewan Aiken. Yeah. I think that'll really strengthen them up. And I just think Nathan Brown is really good at bringing those young kids together. I'll tell you who's and good is that Eli Katoa. And Katoa, yeah. Mate, right, side, right side back row. He's, he's only 18. 21 years old. Yeah. Six foot four, 100, you know, 15 kilos. So he's got a big future. A lot of young, young kids. But well, they always have a lot of young kids, man. This is not the first time I've seen the Warriors have a, have a year like this, which is disappointing for those guys. But it's different circumstances because 
of COVID this year. But, you know, next year, everyone's expecting big things from the Warriors, which they do every year. I still think them going to Tamworth was the making of the Warriors. Mm. You didn't want them to go there. And I said, Tamworth's a great joint. And then they went to <laughs> Tamworth. Tired, that's about it. And <laughs> look what they did. Uh, Manly. Manly, the injury toll that they had this year, you can understand why they sort of fell over. They had they lost the hooker at the start of the year. That's unrelated to injury, obviously, but they had Trebojevic play one game all year or something. Yeah. They had, you know, Joel Thompson's disgusting tongue injury. But they just they seemingly just every week a key player got injured. Yeah. But they still kept turning up. Yeah, they got that that manly fight in them. I mean, they got Des Hazard, they're well coached, you know, they still had a really gun forward pack or you had to power um, Fanuel Blake, Sirinan, Thompson, and Trebojevic, and Danny Levi. That's that's one of the best. That's a top five pack in the comp. So DCE and you know, I think Dylan Walker got injured. A couple of Brad Parker in and out to Fua. So they really didn't have that. And Trebojevic obviously for about fourteen weeks. So they didn't really have their spine in there. So Trebojevic holds so much energy in that club, and he's responsible for so many tries, try assists, and just line breaks, everything like that off DCE. And you know DCE probably had a down year. Yeah. So I mean, they get everybody back on the forward, on the on the field next year. They'll be hard to beat. Well, they lose they lose Fanua Blake and they lose Joel Thompson. So their pack and they lose Waddell. They probably get um, Tolman. He's better prop than you are. Yeah, I know. I mean, statistically, <laughs> they took his car off him too. The dogs straight was, away. They, <laughs> they wouldn't even let him drive Kia, home with it. Kia Sportage. <laughs> They said, put your stuff somewhere else. You're not getting the Kia back. Uh, all right. So the West Tigers, um, the perennial disappointments. Yeah. Do you know what they didn't have? What didn't? What worked and what didn't work? What didn't work is their roster. They just they've just got, couldn't. They couldn't gel, could they? They've got the I most mean, expensive Reggies in the world. They got. Yeah, there was about like three mil, I think, sitting on playing um, in the on the. Not even know. playing. No. Well, they and don't. I think, and that's Madge. That's Madge. He just wants to. He just come in there with a hard yard stick and just was like ruling. Like he just come in there, like apparently just guns blazing. Like you're getting dropped. You're getting dropped. You're not dealing with players like he was at South when you had Gi and Sam Burgess, the Burgess brothers, all that sort of senior thing. Players. Senior players that can deal with that shit. You can't fuck with a young kid's head. And I think you'll probably learn that this year. And hopefully next year he'll improve his his game, his talking skills, and how he how he picks his team. And um, hopefully they're not going to buy anyone. Well, they got. They? Yeah, I mean, like they Benji, can't. they got rid of well, Benji. They bought, they bought Tamau. Tamau. I think Jimmy Tamau is a great buy. He's a good buy. But, I um, said Ben Ladley. I'm not sure. Was a good buy too, though. Yeah. We'll Tigers are like when you go. It's like retirement home, and you just go there to finish your career. Where I, what I've written here, what worked, I've written Leilua. I don't know why I wrote Leilua. Um, I don't know whether I the meant brother. Joey or I think I meant the back rower. He was. He good. had a great. He had a great year. I think he was one of the best back rowers in the comp, actually. He plays 80 minutes every game, good left foot, left arm offload. Joey Lua had a bit of an off year, but he, he needs a good preseason. Everyone who knows big uh, BJ needs a full preseason. He'll have his best year next year. He's you a tremendous He's football. a fucking freak, man. Yeah, I love him. He's aggressive, great dude, good good to be around. And, you know, this year I think um, coming out of the – he was really comfortable down in Canberra. Mm. You know, he had everything going for him down there and he had to, he had to go because Sticky told him to. I don't think he really wanted to go. So, um, yeah, next year he has a full preseason. He's got to lose about five or six kilos if you're right. Why are you fat shaming him for? <laughs> it's unnecessary. <laughs> now, the next team, uh, which I think, you know, it's pretty obvious that this team 
if the competition had gone a little bit longer, they probably would have made the eight in the Gold Coast Titans. Their coach um, at this stage looks like the greatest coach of all time because he's taken a side that probably didn't have anywhere near the roster that some of the other teams have, and he's he's done some he's terrific clue, stuff. Yeah. He's, he's made the halves play out of their skin. You know, Ash Taylor's worn a lot of shit for a lot of years, and yeah. he played really, really well this year. And, and Fogarty, you're... He's jacked. Guys, say it again. Jacked. Tell me about his... He's ripped. Yeah. You used to say that about Mini, but now you've moved on to Jamal Fogarty. <laughs> Blokes just here. Current. I'm just going for current players, you know. <laughs> yeah. I, I, just think, I think they've done a great job. They've done a great job recruiting, but, like, who... I mean, who necessarily says that um, Fafita and Masuru uh, Lawi is going to come in there and just be like guns. Mm. Who says that? Well, you know, everyone. Like, exactly. <laughs> SASA, you know, who says that they're going to come in there and just fit right in with what happened at the end of this year? So um, hopefully they can and work on this and build off this year because the comp seems to go all right when the Titans go all right. Well, Kelly, I think Kelly's been... Towards the back end, yes. he was enormous. And that's the thing that the Titans have probably lacked. Brimson's probably been the best fullback in yeah. the comp in the last yeah. four or five weeks. Um, so if they can stay uninjured, I think they're still pretty skinny with depth. Mm. Um, but if the Titans can – I mean, that forward pack is terrifying. And if Ash Taylor and, and the most ripped man in yeah. the world continue – Jared Wallace had a really good year too. Yeah, he, he did. He finished a year off because I think at the start of the year, he was on the bench. Mm. And so, you know, we had to swallow a pill there and just suck it up and then try and get his um, his starting spot back, which he did. You know, it um, builds character. It does build character. It does. So, all right, well, let's have a quick look. Out of those bottom eight sides, do you think any of them will challenge the eight next year? I mean, you've already sort of written off Not the really. bottom four. I think maybe, maybe the Titans. Maybe. Only. Yeah, maybe. And that's about it. So and you, e- Eagles, Eagles, they're always going to have a shot. Yeah, if that's they, about it. So you written no Warriors, no good, no. even with no. So basically, what you're saying is that you do not think that the top eight will change. Not much, not much, because the rosters are this this year's eight. They don't change that much next year. Yeah, well, and the coaching I think, doesn't change. You know, you know what I mean. It's, it's hard to go through through that first year of new coaching. Mm. Yeah, and you got four teams there. Yeah, four teams. That's going to go four or five teams. That's going to go through a new coach. So I don't. I don't expect success straight away. All right, there you go. You've heard it here first. So that concludes our review of season twenty twenty twenty. Let's forget the that season. Also, eh? Rands. So the bottom eight uh, will stay the same. Now, what we are going to do now is we are going to introduce an absolute legend of the game. Someone who. Uh, is very, very kindly agreed to come on and, and share his wisdom with us. Um, he is one of the greatest fullbacks to ever play the game. He's done everything. Not only that, he is a terrific bloke. Uh, he's going to come on now and sit on our left-hand side. Come on, Minnie. How are you, pal? Hello, boys. Big dub. How are you, mate? Good to see you, mate. Well, Good to see you. Here we go. All right, mate. Uh, Thanks for having me. Mate, it's lovely to have you. Uh, what we are going to do, we're just going to um, – we're going to roll straight in now. What we have been doing is we've had um, wonderful partnership with Neds this year. We are going – what we're doing is we're raising money. We're going to give it to a club at the end of the year. 
Um, we've had a lot of clubs come in and um, and send through videos and things that why they think that they should have it, um, and we're going to continue to get those in. And then at the end of the year, we've probably got about you know hopefully about ten k that we'll be able to give away, which will be fantastic. So. What we have got, we have got Jared, who is our man on the ground, the prophet prophet. Yes. How are you, mate? Is he? Here we go. We can't hear him. Can we hear you now, Jared? Can you hear me now? Yes, we can. Amazing. We're on. Mate, how are you? I'm very well. Very well. Up and about. G'day, Minnie. How are you, mate? Good, mate. How are you? I'm very well. Ready to go. So what we are going to do is we are going to – the producer's looking at me. Oh, there we go. <laughs> I was wondering where they were. I was, like, what is Mini? I was like, why does Mini have no fucking headgear? There we go. I usually don't wear mine. Could you not hear one thing then? No, no, I heard him. He heard, I'm, like, I'm like, how did really he hear that? Softly. There we go. Great right. work, Mini. Mate. Good faking it. Do you oh, know what? Mate. If you had I'm, li- I'm a lip reader. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, why does me have no arms about to take mine off? Mate, you're I'm a ridiculous. professional. What about how bad the producer is? Honestly, he's had one job. He's all he had to do is put fucking headphones on you anyway. Mate, uh, <laughs> that's too fucking funny. hilarious. The bloke's got nothing. All right, Jared, we're here now. Zig's waving at me too. We ready to go? Everything's all right. Okay, we're back. Beautiful. The beauty of live is that this sort of thing happens occasionally, Jared. Mate, uh, We'll start with Willie's punt, I think. Yeah, it's quite, um, it's quite easy. I think we'll not talk about last week, my 25-leg yeah. <laughs> multi. But uh, this week, I'm going to go the Roosters 13 plus with Boyd Cordner, anytime try scorer. Very basic. That's it. That's it. Wow. Leave man. it there. What? Leave it Shut there. Shut your mouth, Jared. Don't <laughs> encourage anymore. Leave it there. How's he well, gone all you? The big double. Truth be told, I've actually Awful, gotten man. in trouble the last couple of weeks for the size of the bets that you've been trying yeah. to put on yeah. as well. So I was, I was going to take Ned's down if one if one of them uh, got yeah. up. And that's what we're worried about, I think. But uh, no, well and truly turning a corner here, Will. Good for mm. you. Um, 20 rounds well, it took me. It's, um, yeah, okay. Well, Roosters, thir- you said Roosters 13 plus, did 13 you? plus. Amazing. Yeah, well, I yeah. mean, last week was surely just too bad to be true, wasn't it? They couldn't yeah. very well just come out and make a statement here. Uh, Cordner as well, leading from the front as captain. Plenty of merit in that leg as well. Uh, two decent prices coming together for a $15.08 multi. This could be the one that gets you a bit different from $1,000 last week. Yeah. <laughs> Is it $15 just for those two? Just for yeah. those two, there yeah. There we go. I did do my research. Do you want to just tell Minnie how much Willie's made so far? Yeah, how's, how's he gone this year? He's gone terribly, Mini. We are on nothing from Will so far. Oh, nice. It's a big team. zero. We are a team. That's yeah. why I always played on a team. We are. Well, the team's going okay. Because we're. Do you know what we're up to now, Jared? Uh, off the top of my head, it's a little over 5,000. I think it's 5,275. Not bad. It's not bad. So, so yeah. there'll be someone that's very happy by the end of the year with our amazing skills. Uh, my bet is, and I sort of feel bad doing this now because... It, I was going to say Roosters 1 to 12 and then Storm 13 plus, but. Oh, you're an asshole. <laughs> one of us is going to lose if that's the case. Yes. So. There's something else. There is some merit in doing that, though, because, that, you know, one we're, of you. We're probably, laying off. We're covering yeah, our yeah, right. There is a little bit, you know. <laughs> or, if Penrith, or if Penrith just win. Penrith won't win. All right. So, we'll, all right, let's stick with that just in case. So okay. that way we're covering our bets as long as Penrith don't win, which. All right. Yeah. Definitely. Well, to. I mean, no we've joke. spoken about 
we've spoken about the Roosters a little bit here, haven't we? One to 12. They could well and truly uh, break themselves back into the winner's stall here. And uh, look, Storm 13 plus. In my opinion, they could very well just win the entire thing here. You know, they just win it every few years. This looks like one that they could very well do it in. And the Eels are a bit of a myth, in my opinion. That's (laughs) another $1.80 on top. We're getting $5.49 for this one. I'll take $5. All right. Uh, The producer, do we have to – is he doing something? Yeah, he's he's giving us one. Do you want to hear what he's come up with this week? (laughs) Not really. (laughs) All right, well, the producer's told us several times that his sport is, in fact, the AFL and he's yet to deliver us a winner on that front. So he's Thank you, Jared. It's their first week of finals as well. He's going back. He's picking Geelong at the line, the Neds, Brisbane Lions, the Bulldogs, and the Eagles all to win. Now, Geelong are slight outsiders in their game against Port Adelaide. I'm being told that that's probably going to be the match of the week. Uh, The Lions are also slight outsiders. The Bulldogs and the Eagles, both pretty firm favourites in their game. Four legs for $10.80, the producer is getting Mm. this week. And you say he's never won on AFL. He has never won on AFL. Not once. Not with us. Has been a loser (laughs) the whole time. Okay, no, that's good. Um, So what I have been provided with, Jared, is that you being such a terrific human being have allowed (laughs) us some extra bets here, some Ned's specials. Uh, So I'm going to read them out. Uh, We have got the Panthers versus the Roosters game. We've got Panthers less two into Brian To'o, anytime try scorer, which is at $3.91. Yep. What? In the Raiders versus the Sharks game, we've got Jack Whiten as an anytime try scorer, which is two dollars seventy. That is genuinely yeah, putting the balaclava on. Yeah, that's yeah. two seventy. Yep, pretty good value that one. The Storm versus the Eels game, we've got Storm less thirteen and a half, so they're going to cover thirteen and a half, and that's evens at two dollars. Yep. Uh, and we've got in the South versus Knights game. We've got Souths less eight and a half with Cody Walker as an anytime try scorer. And isn't he playing some good football mm. at the moment? Which is $4.71. Wow. Absolutely so, airborne Walker at the moment. So I think going back to that first one as well, I've just realized that having the Panthers negative two is giving us one more crack in that game that's different to what you blokes have gone with. <laughs> yeah, that's well. right. So We've basically we, bet every single thing in that game. <laughs> yeah. Someone's going to win. Something home there. Something is very wrong. Won't be Will. Uh, all right, so that basically means now that we've got seven things going on that game for our club, which is fantastic. Thank you Perfect. very doesn't, much, Jared. Doesn't Mini get a bet? Well, do you know what? I think he should. Yeah, I think Mini should. I've uh, got something in mind. You've got something in mind. Oh, here we go. What have you got for us, Mini? I've got a, a three-leg multi. I might yep. go uh, Melbourne Storm 13 plus into the Raiders 13 plus into add a car to score any time. Just an anytime try anytime scorer. Anytime try scorer. What does You're that give you? Fire the fox. What is, yeah. What about I really st- wish, look, I really wish you'd come on this segment a lot sooner than uh, round 31, well, week 31, <laughs> I beg your pardon, because we might have uh, gotten a few more winners on the way that this one's shaping. You are the bloke who right, oh. listen to this year, <laughs> because this is what building a multi is all about. We're looking at three odds on pops combined for a better price, $4.68. In fact, now I was talking to the producer earlier. Minnie's our guest this week. We're going to double his bet with one hundred dollars. Oh, there you go. Here we go. There you go. Here we go. I'm under threat. Win. I'm under threat already. <laughs> under threat, mate. He's come on and made already made more sense than you within five seconds. So, all right. Well, that so that means we've got eight bets going. We've all got right. eight going. Well, 
we genuinely should win something then. So thank you to all of the clubs that have put uh, put in. I mean, obviously now we're going to get eight bets up. Well, we can't because mm. we've all bet against yeah. each other, but, you know, we'll I'll get half win. of them. And, uh, and there'll be more go- money going to the kitty, and we would love to help uh, a club, and, and we'll all go We've got out a heap and- of, like... A heap of clubs coming up, yeah. We have on Facebook all the way from for there's been Victorian Byron Bay. We've got Byron. some Perth. You like the Byron one, don't you? No, I hate Byron. Take Bay. a trip up beaches. There. <laughs> <laughs> We've got one from Western. They'll have to wait. A few of the premiers will have to open some borders for us to get up yeah, there. But it's, you know, it's uh, we've been really, really impressed with all of the things that have been sent in, and it's been a huge help from Ned's doing what you're doing for us, mate. We really Brighton? appreciate. Brighton's it. been pretty good, haven't they? Brighton have peppered us. Brighton's been peppering me apparently. Yeah. Asking me to come to their was it their fan was it the their grand final or something? Day. Like? Yep. Yep. Yeah, they're bullying me on online apparently. <laughs> I don't like it. Have you been cyber Pump your pump your brakes, Brighton. I think uh, I think whoever wins will be th- very thankful because not only will they get Willie coming out there, um, they'll also get a big pile of cash and we'll see what we can do in terms of a few sponsors getting us some other stuff as well, balls mm. and other things. So everyone loves balls. All right, mate. <laughs> we will speak with you next week. Jared, have a good one. Lovely Sorry, Jared. note to end on. Thanks, guys. Enjoy your week and good luck, Bunters. See you, mate. Thanks, All mate. See you guys. All right. <laughs> Everyone loves balls. Yeah. <laughs> they do, mate. We're going straight in. All right. We're going straight in. That was good. This Beautiful. is live television. Uh, so... What we are going to do now, and we have, as you know, because he's sitting right here and you've already seen him, we have the great Anthony Minicello. He is going to give us the benefit of his wisdom in terms of the games coming up in the semifinals. Now, obviously, we've got two um, premiership winning players. We've got two blokes that have represented at the highest level. And then we've got a fat bloke in the middle who uh, has done very little in his sporting career outside of being under 18s. So <laughs> I think what we will do, we'll go through these games in order, um, basically because the producer told me to and he's done all these things and we've got things on the screen and if I do the wrong order, it'll get cranky. So I <laughs> genuinely would like to, but we won't. The first game is the Panthers against mm. your club, yeah. the Mighty Roosters. Mate, I think if the Panthers are going to win this competition – they will go through having won 18 games straight or something like that. Massive. Which would make them statistically the best team in the history of rugby league. Mm. This Panthers team is not the best team in the history of rugby league. So I think they fall over this week. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, they've had a good run, haven't they? Yeah. You know, their draw after COVID when the competition started has been just unbelievable. Just been yeah. a, a nice, not, not, you can't, can't say easy run, but... You know, they haven't been really Winnable games, haven't yeah, they? Yeah, winnable games. Well, every week they are. Oh, Penrith's come up with this team. Oh, they should win. They should win. And they have. Mm. But have they been – have they put pressure? Have teams put pressure on them when, you know, when the heat gets on, on Penrith? So this is what we have to do. Although I've had a million phone calls this week saying, what happened to the Roosters last week? You know, 60th. You know, that was embarrassing, especially against our arch rivals, South Sydney. But, you know, they've, the boys have got rid of that. They've sort of sat in it all weekend and made sure that they dealt with it copped it on the chin and you know monday's a, a new day for them uh, a couple of days ago so they were ready to really mentally prepare they're physically ready to go uh although jake friends out uh, the rest of the team is fighting fit ready to go and look i think we can rattle them Do, have you ever been in a game where 
it's just got to a point where it's rolling through and you just can't do anything right? I mean, is it? Have, were you ever on the back end of a loss like that? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> plenty of times. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think it looked like the harder they tried, the worse it got for mm. them on the weekend. And I've been in a couple of games like that where just nothing goes right. And I suppose, I don't know if they were slightly off mentally when their preparation, uh, thinking about the week ahead, who knows. Uh, but if you're slightly off, and Willie knows this, if you're slightly, in this day and age, if you're slightly off mentally, um, you might as well kiss the game goodbye, especially yeah. when it comes down to these rounds and especially semi-final footy this week. Yeah, and I think you had probably Cody Walker who – I mean, that was, I think, the best playmaker's performance in Unbelievable. Yeah. a long time. I really. just look at, I look at that game and I go, the first 10 minutes, 10, 12 minutes, mm. the Roosters were on fire. Right. I said, I said, this game's over. Yeah, I know. The boys were like getting like 50, 60 metres, kicking into the corner, mm. like belting them in defence. And then what's been costing the Roosters has been that six, six to go. Mm. About two or three in a row. Then their middle gets tied and then everyone seems to cramp in. And that's what got him. That's when Cody Walker made that break. I think he palmed off uh, Josh Morris or one of the Morris yeah. brothers. It was really odd. And then from that break, not, nothing went right for the Roosters. And I'm like, okay, we've all been in that hole, as you mm. said, Minnie. But like, not in that situation where it's like, you hate the you hate the rabbits. You know what I mean? Like you're you're mm. one club man. You played the most yeah, second know, most games. Right. It's just like mm. it's the last round. It's like um, you're not going to get beat by sixty. I was like, no way, it's going to get to sixty. Well, I, I, I sent you a message 10 minutes into mm. the game going, Roosters are next level. This yeah, is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. That's what we're oh, talking no, no, about. Yeah, I was just like, you would have been watching the game. Yeah, How did sure. you feel? How did Mate, you feel? Same. Well, yeah, when Morris scored that try, I went, yep, we're on here again. Just happy days. Mm. Like, regardless of what – like, you'd never think mm. 60 to 8. You'd be thinking, if we do nah. get beat, it's going to be by two points yeah, or, or like, yeah, a, like or one of those crazy games yeah. that you, you guys have always have. But the back end of that first half, a, a stat flashed up on the screen and said 94% of possession in the last 20 minutes was in the South Sydney. 94%. Yeah. I was like, I've never seen that yeah. stat before. And it, never. Tie, and it ties you Ever. out at the end. Like you, you're a fullback. Yeah, you're doing oh, so sure. much running. But Tackling. the middles, the middles, the middles you know. cop it, mate. And that's where they – it, the middles had to come in, Up and then and your edge, then your edges had to creep mm. in, and that's where Cody Walker just he took the boys to school, apart. mate. I didn't, I've never seen a performance like that. Amazing, so impressive. I mean, hopefully he'll have to do that every single week mm. for the rabbits to even get past, maybe even this week. Yeah, I, I, look, I think Penrith, Penrith do the they do the little things well. It's not you don't look at that side and you just don't. You, they don't seem to me to be the sort of side that's just going to tear a team apart. They've had some good wins, mm. but they just they do simple things well. I just look across the park and I just think the Roosters have got them covered. Man for man, the Roosters are a better team on paper. And I think that's what the, the, <clears throat> the team believes themselves. If they play their best game individually, do their job yep. and, and beat their opposite number, then I think they win the game. Mm. But, uh, you know, looking at the stats, like Panthers' best defence this year, and normally it's the Roosters being up there in the best defence, but they've mm. got the best attack this year. So, you know, two intriguing uh, stats right there and then. But What are the chooks in that, sorry? The, uh, in defence. Like the top four, I think they're third. Yeah, yeah third or still, that's yeah, still, still impressive, up there. man. They're still up there. Last week didn't help. No, <laughs> it yeah, certainly didn't that. help. <laughs> we'll scrap that one. Uh, um, I, I mean, what, what do you reckon, honestly, in terms of they talk about the three-peat and they talk about, like, they surely are not thinking, oh, we've won the last two years. That can't be something that's in their head thinking, oh, it's going to be harder to win the third one because every, every year is different. Mm, not, it's different <clears> players and it's... Yeah. Not now. Oh, look, look, to be honest, the eight weeks they had off during COVID was probably the best thing that could have happened to them because, you know, going into a third yeah. campaign in a row with not much rest, 
preparing again. We're back in the preseason after six weeks. Goes like that. A couple of guys had representative um, footy. Uh, then eight weeks off. The mm. game gets taken away from them. It's all up in the air. Don't know what's going to go on. Pandemic, world pandemic. So when the game gets taken away from them, they're reinvigorated. They want to get back and play. Yeah. You know, what's going on with my contract and all that type of stuff? So the eight weeks they had at home, probably with their families and just training by themselves, as soon as they got back in the training with the group uh, dynamic, they were like, ready to go. Mate, yeah. let's, let's get back on, you know? So they, and, and they started unbelievable. They did. We yeah, had an yeah. unbelievable run where we were, and I was thinking, yeah, they're two steps ahead here. Yeah, and then Victor Radley gets injured, uh, Verrills gets Verrills, injured. Verrills, yeah, brought them back down to the pack a little bit. But I still thought if they play their best game, they could still do the three peak. Mm. Then all the injuries hit, and then they started to come back in the last uh, three four weeks. You know, hiccup last week, obviously, but prior to that, I think everyone's sort of back on deck now. So you know, they've been there before. They know what it takes to win these big games. They've been in the last two years. How so. much of a difference has Sonny Bill made to the group in terms of just having him there and thinking, well, here's a bloke that you know has been there and done everything in mm. both rugby union and rugby league. How much of a calming influence has he been? Yeah, to be honest, I thought they got him more for off-field stuff. So the young guys look at him, the way he prepares, and yeah. they go, oh, look, that's how a professional prepares. Tupanur and Tate. Yeah, all these young yeah. young kids. But I think on field, even his, his combinations have been great. It's been good. You know? the, la- the second game he played for us, this combination with Tupanur yeah. and then Manu, I thought, mate. Yeah, that right side. He he could, just... He's taking the role of Victor Radley sort of thing who yeah. plays a bit of footy. Uh, so And, you know, Robbo's built his minutes up. Um, and hopefully he'll drop those minutes back and have more quality now in the semifinals. Mm. Would have been a bit of an eye opener for him last week, but I think personally, mm. even if you play that, if we play that game now. You just scrap a game like that, yeah. sixty to eight. You don't even look at the film. We don't do anything. We just go, That's all right, it. we're done here. Move the on. South, we, you know, our our ego's got a little bit mm. wounded. Our pride got a little bit wounded. Let's just get out there and let's. The only, the only way they can get out of this is beat the shit out of Panthers. Mm. You know it, what I mean? It, it, Otherwise, people yeah. are going to start digging at them going, oh, the, the run's coming to an end. Mm. It hasn't come to an end. They play from, as you said, 1 to 17, they beat their opposite mm. number. They'll be looking at Penrith like that and they'll be like, okay, we can match them up everywhere. But where do you reckon they we they lose? I reckon maybe at the nine because a friendies out. Because Apicaros out. Yeah, the Roosters, yeah. yeah. Apicaros has been great for It's the only one that's, that, that I can see that can change the game. Yeah, Freddie Lussick's young. He's got energy, though. Um, yeah. We've got Lockie Lamb on the bench, too. He's got a bit of inexperience, but he is a bit of a jackrabbit. Um, but I think, you know, our key is probably Kiri yeah, man. and Tedesco. You know, like those two guys have been unbelievable, consistent for us over the last couple of years. Uh, Luke Kiri's just, you know, um, he's, he's, been our, he's been our best buy, without doubt. Yep. You know, he's just been controlling things, pulling the strings. Uh, his pass selection and kick options have been fantastic. So, you know, he's he needs to have a big game, and I think he will because he's been in good form all year. So. Did you when you went through in two thousand and four? Did you how many games did you lose? You were lining up. You you went pretty much straight through, didn't you? Well, we lost our first semi. Oh, did you? Yeah, North Queensland. Yeah, right. Matty Singh, they were on fire. They they were getting to the final four. You had to beat we, him to get we, to the grand we final. Yeah, through you scraped through. Yeah, that was your hardest mm. game. Yeah, it was. I reckon yep. we come through Penrith, which was hard, but we had to come through Me- uh, Melbourne, then Penrith, and then the Jook. So we had a hard road. Both of us had a hard road, but yeah, it's. I think that's. I think that's exactly right. Though you just wiped last week. Well, you know, well if we if we do win on Friday and go straight to the prelim, we could potentially play South again. Yeah, you know, if South beat Knights 
and then they beat say Para if Para lose in Melbourne. Mm. Boom, prelim. What do you Roosters? reckon? The, yeah, South. Yeah, that'd be unreal. <laughs> that'd be great. What do you reckon the key is to beating um, the Penrith? Well, I think um, they need to mount pressure, build pressure. You know, yeah. I think last week, you know, completion rate's got to be above 80, without yeah, doubt. Because you know, they, they complete over 90%. Yeah, they're unbelievable. Ridiculous. Their completion rate is unbelievable. Uh, they're young kids who, you know, in that Penrith competition have come through and just won everything. Yep. They're just winners. So what but what happens when you really apply the pressure to them? You know, do they start cracking? Yeah. Do they panic under pressure? Do they get frantic? That's where the Roosters need to take them. Because if they don't take deep, him there, deep water. then Penrith, yeah, then Penrith would probably win just the get match. Get in their system. Yeah, you need do. you need to take him down that road and really apply it and apply it and keep applying it until they start cracking. Because I honestly don't think Cleary's been in that deep water, even with his origins and stuff like that. I know like he's going to be favoured for Dally M and stuff like that. But I was mm. like, I was thinking like he's like a bulked up Jason Taylor mm. that can actually <laughs> tackle. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't, he barely, he barely goes to the line. I seen him last week. He barely goes to the line. He does a dummy, dummy cross and he hits out the back or he hits the front man. Like, no, I think he will never, ever face a team like the Roosters has so much inside pressure. Yeah. They will be caving his ribs in. Hargraves, Takeaho, young Lusick. You know what Mm. I mean? They'll be coming at him so hard. I don't think he'll know it's going to hit him because he ha- they have been playing some subpar teams that don't have that line speed like the Roosters. So I think Mm. he's going to get a massive shot. He ain't going to be cruising along along just doing the dummy dum- double cross and out the back. You not you don't have time in the semifinals, and I mm. think Robbo will look at that and go, all right, crush his ribs every time. Mate, it's Obviously a, it's not. That's a great point, Mace. Inside pressure is probably it's massive. massive. You know how big it is. Ma- it's massive. You know, mm. It just creates um, you know, indecision in playmakers where they have to play early or they get tackled, they get knocked over. Every time they get the ball, they're getting knocked over. Yeah. And it happens again, happens again. And then they just start pulling back from the line. So, you know, we've got to remember these kids, Penrith kids, kids they're mate. unbelievable, but they're kids. They are kids. And experience counts for heaps, and, especially yeah, in I, big games. The, the Panthers are favourites in, you know, in terms of the betting, but I, I just can't see the Roosters getting beaten in that game. So the next game uh, on the Saturday is, um, I mean, this is difficult for the Sharks, surely. The Raiders are playing mm. the Sharks. The, the Raiders genuinely ran out the mascot last week yeah, at 5-8. They still won. <laughs> and they still beat them. So Did I back, how, I back Canberra, how do you get a side up as a coach when you've basically got beaten by the reserve grade side the week before? I mean, surely that is a hard sell. And who did they rest? Mm. Sorry. Who did the Sharks rest? Not many people. They no. rested... They rested a few, but not, but not as much as like no, they they, did, they on purpose rested. Canberra did that and go, okay, we'll go come back and get you next week. Mm, yeah, you know, Sticky's mm. like he plays mind oh, games yeah, yeah. and he'll be going, we're going to smack the shit out of you. <laughs> he'll have him pumped this week, Ricky. Don't worry about that. So, I mean, are the Sharks any chance at all? Look, I, I, I think, think so. I think the Raiders are thirteen plus. That's yeah. I'll put that in my multi. I think um, you know down there. Ricky will have him pumped. They, those guys that rested, well, rested last week was most of the team are coming back fresh. You know, I think in you know Bateman and Wyden, they're the keys for Canberra. Yeah. Those two guys are on, then the rest of the team just follows. Papali yeah. as well, Papali big, Papali is, big Papa yeah, man. Big, he's, yeah, he's, he's I man. think he's a heart and soul of that team. Yeah. Those three guys but there. That, that Bateman when he come back, he was off for what hell? He was off ridiculous. Whole, he comes yeah. back and gets like players player. They yeah. love him, mate. And he's got so much skill, and he's going to leave this year, go back to Wigan with yep. his family. I think they want to send him off winner. They'll be yeah. filthy on last year. They'll be thinking, yeah. oh, if it wasn't that six to go rule, all that mm. kind of shit. So I think it'll be hard to beat, man. The Sharks are always going to be there. You know, playing against the Sharks, they have that just nitty yeah. gritty, like boring football. 
but they'll stay in there. But I don't, I don't think, I don't think so against Canberra. Mm, I think they'll hang. They're, you're right. They'll hang in there for maybe 60, 65. And then yeah. The Raiders might score a couple of late tries. Here's a question for you. We were talking before about Bellamy and potentially him taking over. You know, a, a coaching director's role. Mm. I'd be right in saying when you were at the Roosters, Ricky Stewart was coaching and. Gus Gould was in some sort of director's yep. role there. Mm. Was it kind of weird? I think it doesn't work. Yeah. Like, if you're the coach of the team, you coach the team. Yeah. And, you know, it, it may work, and this is what happened with Ricky and Gus. It worked for a bit, for a year. And then, you know, Ricky did well, won his competition, and then he had his own ideas. And then yeah. the if coaching they, director has his own ideas. Yeah. Then they start butting heads, and slowly the road just splits, and they're not on the same page. Yeah. And it just ends in tears. Yeah. So if you don't announce a coach, announce the coach, you're the coach of the team, you've got full control. And regardless yeah. of like, like I look at the Kevy Walters and Bellamy, and mm. then have a look at Ricky Stewart, they're they good friends. Yeah. And it doesn't were. matter. It doesn't matter. Mm. It, they butt heads and they end up yep. splitting. And that's what I, I, I think Belly and Kevy will be looking at it going, we don't want to split that sort mm. of friendship because they're very close with age. And they've won grand finals. Even though Ricky was coached by Gus, mm. you know, Gus has always got that older sort of yeah, father sort right. of figure, mm. played him, you know, like coached him in origin, all that kind of stuff. But it sucks, man. I just don't think they'll put themselves in that mm. in that sort of predicament. Because rugby league is a boulevard of broken relationships. Yeah, really. it is. I mean, it's, <laughs> it is, mate. You know, especially when you're done. talking about money and, you know, they're saying he's yep. getting a million bucks for 10 years or whatever. It's huge money. Mm. Uh, all right, so the next game, uh, the Melbourne Storm – just look like they're just going and rolling and rolling and rolling. Yeah. The Eels have been, I mean, they've been shit house really for about six yeah. or seven weeks. I, they yeah. they got in this hole and they just can't seem to get out. I, I can't see the Eels pulling it together for this game. I agree. I, I think they're running on empty, mm. the Eels. I think um, they probably haven't timed their year to perfection. You know, they were going great guns at the start of the yeah. year. And it seems like, I don't know if they're overtrained or, or what it is where, you know, Again, coaches and and staff that map out the whole year. You now, when there's the high weeks, low low weeks, and um, you know, a bit of a break here to really start ramping up for the finals, it looks like they've been running on empty for the last month, and mm. they just can't seem to, to get that energy back. You know, they they've played well against Melbourne in semi-finals before, but I think Melbourne are morals here. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, it's we've we've talked about it before, Will that. I think he overplayed Paulo and, and yeah. Campbell Gillard. You, you know, know, it's like 80 minutes, 80 80 minutes, minutes at the start. Yeah. I'm, not sure, I'm not sure Campbell Gillard wanted to play 80 minutes, maybe for one or two weeks. Mm. But he was averaging like 240 a game. Yeah, like it was something ridiculous, his time. And I think him being a young kid and going to a new club and wanting to impress everybody yeah. and go, you know, like he sort of reinvigorated, reinvented himself at, you know, from his mm. down sort of years at Penrith. You know, I think he just wanted to, he bit off too much. And now it's biting him in the ass. It's really biting him in the ass. Now, you know, even I think Paulo's playing it at such a high level. I think if you picked in Origin, but their back row, you know, they've died. You know, like their centers aren't Mm. as good. Fergie's sort of down on his meters. So Sevo Gutherson's still averaging about two forty a week. Mm. But like their back five, they were killing at the start of the year. You know, important the back five is of of all people. It's um, you get the whole team on a roll. That's why that's why the Roosters have been so successful. That's why Melbourne's so successful. Penrith, mm. their back five get them out so good. So yep. I just think um, it's time for the Eels to get – they'll get knocked straight away. I Storm reckon, and then I think maybe Canberra will come up and beat them. Something well, like they that. play South, actually. So if they lose and South win, I think they play South. Yeah. So then – I can, yeah, no, I, can I, can yeah. get, I can see him getting done. Mm. In I can weeks. see straight yeah. sets yeah. for 
definitely for Parramatta. One thing I think – I've said this before to Will. I think this era is probably – when you were playing – you were the standout fullback, and there was a couple of fullbacks around, and that sort oh, of thing. Oh, there's some but, good fullbacks, but, but mate, if yeah. you look at the era of fullbacks now, oh, you've amazing. got you know Tedesco, Trebojevic, you've got you know Pappenhausen, Pappenhausen now, you've got Gutherson, you've Guth- got yeah. you know it's I don't Phenomenal. think there's been <laughs> an era where the standard of, um, of of fullback has been this high. You're right, and and I think. Yeah, you know, fullback in the last sort of five, six years has probably become one of the most important positions in the team. Yeah. Um, you know, s- certainly in defence where uh, coaches that, you know, are good coaches that know how to coach technical, that they put the emphasis on the fullback to actually control the defensive line. So the, the fullback has to work out what split numbers every time the ruck is getting yep. played because, you know, these the forwards are tackling. They're going up and back. So three men in the tackle is ideal. That third man coming out of the ruck, he doesn't have to think. All he's got to do is look at the fullback. Fullback's pointing him where to go. So he's got the fullback's got to get the numbers right. Goal line defence, those numbers, those decisions are split second. Yeah. So if you if you get them wrong, then the defensive line's short somewhere, and therefore you're not giving your best um, chance of of your own line to defend their attack. And under fatigue again, you got to make these decisions no matter what. So a good fullback and that quick sort of decision making and pulling players where to go and the right numbers is vital. Uh, and then then you got to add the attack and you know playing like an extra five eight, uh, supporting in middle, catching those high balls, low balls. So it is one of the most important positions now. I feel when you were coming through, who I mean you started on the wing obviously, but yeah, moved to fullback not long after that. Who were the fullbacks that you looked up to? I mean, did you ever look at a fullback and say, that's the one I want to play? Or did you think, I'm going to play the game in a different way from what I have seen before? Yeah, not not, not really. I, I didn't model my game on anyone. I, I used to love Brett Mullins, and I played with him in 2002. Mm. Uh, but he's certainly a different player to me. Long, rangy, and just flowing around the way he ran. Um, Luke Phillips was a fullback um, before me when he retired after the 2002 grand final win. And, you know, Ricky just come to me and he actually said, I'm thinking about you playing fullback, what do you think? Or I'm thinking about Justin Hodges because he was in our side as well. And I said, mate, give me a shot. I said, I want to have a crack. And I was playing wing, but I was a naturally fit guy anyway. I, I, feel, I feel like I wanted to do more, I wanted to get involved more. And, um, you know, Ricky saw my enthusiasm and, and sort of said, all right, I'll give you the first shot. Yeah. My first game was World Club Challenge 2003, oh, freezing right. cold. Yeah. Um, but we won 38-0. And that sort of elevated my career into the representative um, state. And, um, yeah, Ricky was the one that sort of switched that. Would great. have been good over there anyway because no one would have seen it if you'd stuffed up. No, yeah, you that's it. would have been it. fine. Just the promise. Pom- <laughs> you feel better, Will? Yeah. <laughs> Mate, yeah, I was busting to go to the toilet for about 40 minutes, I reckon. I am too, but I'm a, profe- I'm a professional. No. So are we talking I'm about fullbacks, are we? Yeah, we no, we're right. finished with that now. What do you think about the evolution of the fullback mini? Yeah. I, I, reckon, I, thought, I thought you were the one of the one of the greatest fullbacks, but I mean, you put into your game at the back end of your career, because mainly at the start, you were a runner. Mm. Just run, 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 because you, you started on the wing. Mm. And then you end up putting a pass in your game, a kick at the end of the game. You know, like you and, you and Billy Slater. I think Billy Slater tried to evolve evolved the position a lot more because he was down in Melbourne and you had a few injuries. But um, what do you think of guys like Tedesco and Ponga, all these sort of blokes? Oh, mate, they're, they're unbelievable. Yeah. I think, you know, the, the new era is probably um, better than when we went because they're just more professional. I think, you know, when I first switched to fullback, I was all high energy. I wanted to yeah. have 20 touches a game and, you know, it sort of changed it that way. 
and then Billy come in with more ball playing fullback and then everyone had to adapt and do the same as well when you mm. add bits and pieces. And I just spoke about the defence and how important controlling the defensive line is. Um, so that's another added part, um, which Robbo sort of Robbo and I worked on really hard in 2013 when he came to the club. Uh, so as it, it, it keeps evolving, and uh, we mentioned before, along with the, the other halves and hookers, it's one of the well, most important become, positions. They've become probably the, the best, biggest the best, strike yeah, weapon so well. in the side. You mm. know, Easily. Really mate, you were talking last, I mean, last time we were talking about inside pressure. Yeah. About 20 minutes ago, you said, it's so important. You mm. know how important it is. Like, you know, I was a middle guy. We played New South Wales and Australia together. Coming up and putting pressure on that seven, oh. it just relieves so much pressure yeah. for the for the right side back rolls, for the left side back mm. rolls, and the centers, and then like the halves, gives everything them, like gives, gives the outside them so guys much, more time. so much more. Mm. One meter in the middle is like ten meters yeah, out wide. Totally. So, middle, so it's, it takes a while for middle guys to get that shit, mm. especially young kids mm. when you're trying to tell all these guys to go because people. Obviously, you listen to your coach and everything, like, and you got to listen to your hooker and other senior players. But other than that, you listen to your fullback. Mm. What do you think about now with the fullback in the line? Because you never played like that, and I don't think we we come so, through that era. So, I, we with Robbo, we game planned certain teams that would yeah. put, um, you know, all their eggs in one basket on one side of the field. Yep. So, I wasn't in the line. In the line, mm. I would hug, uh, maybe one or two metres behind the line, but if a hooker looks up uh, very quickly, which they do yeah. for down the short side, yep. so just say let's just say it's a 7-3 split normally. Yep. So it's a 7-3 split and they're doing a big backline play. You've got seven edge defenders or so defenders pretty, so pretty much so For our listeners, you're pretty much on the numbers line. You're on the That's numbers line. That's for a 7-3 exactly. split. Seven split, numbers line. Uh, but, you know, they haven't got much on the short side. Mm. You know they're not going to attack there. I would do eight and two, yeah. but I would hug the short side, but I'll be two metres in the pocket, but that hooker looks up and just looks at, oh, there's three there. Yeah. No, I'm going. So just say if a JT was standing behind, you'd hug it, wouldn't you? Yeah. For as long as you could because JT makes his decisions JT's late. different, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm <laughs> saying, but you'd know like JT, yeah. Andrew Johns, but if you knew a, a halfback. That's over the other he's side. Already, he's, already, he already, he's already played his cards. Yeah. You go eight and two. So, so it's imagine easy. eight it's and two, right? Defend. you got an extra defender. Mm. Eight and two, inside pressure, what Mace is talking about. You fucking there's end, no you chance end you're scoring. End there's no chance they're scoring. Yeah. No matter what play they do, there's no chance they're scoring. So yeah. you're looking at market. Yeah. You're looking at markers getting it like just say the rooster be going getting at markers trying to get it, it cleary. Like make sure they get, there's no inside person and then just crush his ribs. They'll be coming at him so hard that I don't mm. think he's ever going to face anything like it unless yeah. he's played in Origin and he's played. I think he's played about six Origins. But I think it's going to mm. be a different game, man. That's that's the beauty of a good coach. He'll game plan and let the players know this is what they do on set pieces. And like set pieces, Robbo and I used to sit down as a fullback um, and we'll go through it together just individually and then we'll go to the team and then I'll present it to the team because I'm the one controlling the defensive line yep. with the numbers. So then I was that's an extra learning for me because I'm presenting it and that's, you know, you can understand it, but once you present it, you what actually learn it a bit makes more. makes Robinson I, the coach is that it, he is? Is it a combination of technical stuff and, and man management? Mm. Is it? I mean, is it all of those things together? It's a good one. He's a co he's combination of all those things. You know, sports science. You know, um, everything. Everything. He's he's got he's got most bases covered, um, and he doesn't fly off the handle. He's pretty calm, calm, but he's assertive as well. So you know, he's got a bit of a presence, and um, so he's got those bases covered. So everyone listens when he speaks yeah uh, but the, it's just the way you know well, obviously the coaching staff is great as well but it, it's the way he gets the players to understand it 
and then he'll get players to actually present it back and say, this is what we're doing here. So, you know, that learning or understanding... Gives them ownership over that Gives them well. ownership. Yeah. Then, yeah. So they, they know what they're doing inside out. So that's when, when it comes down to, you know, the pressure on field. Uh, they know it inside out. Yeah. Well, the last game of the final series is the Rabbitohs against the Knights. The Knights are rank outsiders mm. here. Um, one thing that we should have mentioned earlier is that anyone who is having a bet, whether it be this game or on the bets that we did before, should gamble responsibly, shouldn't they? Yes. Yeah, I thought you, that's up to you, wouldn't it? Host. Well, okay, all right. <laughs> we're a team here. No. So we're all, I was about anyway. to say it, and then Minnie walked on. I was like, oh, there you go, Minnie. I got, ex- I got excited. <laughs> yeah, We've got a same. legend here. I'm very excited about having Minnie on anyway. So if you're betting on this game, gamble responsibly. Just gamble responsibly anyway. But the Rabbitohs, I don't know. I, I don't think that the Knights should be shitting themselves. Outsiders. No, look, Rabbitohs aren't going to do that two weeks in no, a row. No, I'm just saying, like, I don't think they should be shitting themselves. No, they well. shouldn't. Be. I just don't. I think this is a little bit... Not lucky, like the the Rabbitohs flogged the Roosters, but like, they, everything just went for them. I've never seen anything like that all year for a couple of years, especially mm. against the Chooks. And I'm like, wow, Cody Walker. He's then if I was if I was coach of the Knights, shut Cody Walker down. You yep. shut the whole system down. Yeah, you you nullify the forwards, Clemmer, Saifidi, and the young hooker there control the middle, so Cook doesn't run. And then you probably you, you're going to be at least put yourself. In the game. Other than that, if you don't shut Cook down, you don't shut the middles down, then they're going to run through your middle because yeah, Cook yeah. is one of, the, one of the most dynamic ball runners of all time. Mm, so mm. that's there's your goals there. Shut the middle down first. Don't worry about Cody Walker because Cody Walker only gets on the back of yeah, the big 100%. boys. You know that. Yeah, for sure. I, uh, I think, yeah, I don't know. The Knights, they've been up and down all season, haven't they? Yeah, badly. They're just, the last couple of weeks have just been pretty poor, to be mm. honest, I feel. And their defence has just been leaking points and... You know, there's, I don't know, the spark wasn't there, which they've shown through the year, which they can beat. Uh, I think they drew against Penrith earlier in the year. Yeah. Um, but I don't know, if the Rabbitohs play anywhere near their potential like last week, then I think the Rabbitohs will win. Yeah. Uh, but I, I spoke to Piercy this week, and he's he's confident of winning. Yeah. They said, mate, they're confident. Mm. They're, they're, they're going to win. On their, the on their day? On their day, they, they're, can, they're they, can, good. they can match yeah, it with any team in the They can game. match it, but like it's a yeah. difference but between if matching. But if they haven't done it in the last yeah. month, can they pull it out? They're not you know that. I mean? They're not. Mm. That's where we're comparing the Roosters to the Knights. It's like we. They both had really bad round twenties. Mm. It's like the Roosters are a different. They mm. come from a different cloth. Mm. You know, you got a couple of guys in that Knights team that's played semi final football. A lot of kids in that South Sydney team that has, and mm. a heap of Roosters that have. So they're not afraid of the the competition yeah. or the challenge. Where some of these Knights kids are like, fuck, they just beat the Roosters by sixty. Now, these young kids are going to be thinking that, even though the coach said, don't worry about that game, it doesn't mean anything, it means mm. something. Mm. These young kids will be going, yeah, oh, they were really good. You know, maybe they're a bit scary, Cody Walker's this and that. It's like, man, so start fearing their own self. Interesting game. You'll see it in the first you know, 10, 15 minutes how the Knights come out. Yeah, I think they need to come out fast. I think so too. If they don't, I mean, if the Rabbitohs will blow them off the park, and yeah. I think the Knights have shown this year they're not the sort of side that comes back into games. Yeah, if that's right. If, they've, if they start shit, they finish shit mm. generally. Yeah. All right, well, let's let's give our tips then. You can, uh, just so that we're clear, my tipping, I have hammered him this year <laughs> across the board. I have absolutely destroyed him in the tipping. Uh, but we've got four. We'll start afresh. Yep. Because now yep. you're involved. Okay. So let's get, Beautiful. let's get, let's go Panthers, Roosters. We're all tipping Roosters. I think. I'm yeah. going Roosters, yeah. Yep. Uh, Raiders, Sharks. We're all tipping Raiders, Raiders for me. 
This is easy. We're all picking. <laughs> yeah, Storm. Uh, Storm. Yeah, Storm. I'm going to go the Knights. Mm. Nice. Just rabbits. to be different. I'll go Rabbits, yeah. All right. Well, we've got Rabbits and we've got Knights. So that probably means that the Knights will win by <laughs> minus 400. <laughs> what do you reckon the chance what, – what, what do you think the key is for the Roosters? I mean, not the Roosters, uh, the Knights to win. Well, I think Piercy's got to be – I think Piercy's game's been slightly off. Yeah. And I'm, you know, great mates with him. It's slightly off. I think, you know, he needs to really lift and control the team. Uh, again, you know, Bradman Best has been great for him. Mm. You know, get him the ball. Uh, and their outside backs have been good now. Is it Shibiaki? Yeah, Shibasaki. Shibasaki. I think he's been great for him. Um, but Ch- I think. Chuala. Yeah, Chuala. Yeah, mm. they, they've been good. But, you know, if you know, the Safidi boys get a roll on. The forwards, man. Yeah, the mm. forwards need to get that roll on to give Piercy a bit of time uh, to throw that ball to Ponga. And that combo that, you know, Ponga and, and Piercy is probably where they're going to. If they're going to the win, game. that's where they're yeah. going to win the game. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, all right. Well, that is the end of our preview. Thank you very much. One thing that um, I would like to mention is your business, for those of you who don't know, I mean, we mentioned it earlier when you are on the show before, but you've got a business called Minifit. Which, I do, yes. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, that's um, so obviously through COVID, I'll, in the past, I've I run holiday clinics and school term stuff, but... COVID hit, so I switched to online workouts uh, for adults, um, 10 to 20-minute body weight workouts, uh, train in the comfort of your own home with me. Um, so I've got a little special for your listeners, uh, four weeks free when they sign up uh, through to the end of the footy round. This this, this isn't a last to the fo- end of the footy round. If they use coupon code the Take, then they get four weeks free uh, train with me Give it a go nice. How good's that yeah. I mean if you're a fat mess Like me up, Let man. me tell you This would do you The world <laughs> of good That's it so Easy sessions 15 minutes Minifit.com.au We'll have that all up On our social media pages too So minifit.com.au And um, I can honestly say That if you could look Anywhere near Anthony Minicello You're doing alright So uh, He's no Jamal Fogarty Is he? <laughs> no, you've been rushed no, <laughs> Alright uh, So we are now going to uh, roll in to, are we rolling in, producer? All right, we're rolling in. I'll just hold my way. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> we're really, really short Willie's tails, <laughs> please. So what we have been doing this year is uh, Willie's obviously got some stories about well, life. Life. In life story. lessons. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. They mostly all involve alcohol. But, uh, <laughs> no, they don't. Now, you two um, – Finals. What, yeah, you want to talk about the finals? Yeah, I was just saying, I mean, I've, we've talked about I've, I've kangaroo tails, New South Wales mm. ones, just a couple of little stories. I never really named names, but uh, we're, we're trying to say something in the finals. Obviously, me and you played against each other in 2004. Yep. And I think just the way that, you know, we were fierce competitors on the field, but off the field, it was, it was totally different, wasn't mm. it? I mean, yep. we used to, I used to ring you blokes yeah. and we'd Mate, go out after the game. Well, it'd be, yeah, it'd be, you're it'd right. It'd be totally different. Like you, Finchy, Croc, all those sort of blokes. But after... In 04, obviously, I actually feel that bad, but because Minnie was my really good friend and Finchie and all those sort of guys, I was like, fuck, I sort of feel a little bit, I feel a, bit, a little bit bad, even though like, I love winning the grand final, but these guys have been my mates for years. Um, so the tale, it's not much of a tale, but it's pretty much what players should do now and what, probably what they shouldn't, they don't do enough is probably just drink with their mates from the other side. I mean, like we... Um, 
we won the grand final, which was great. We end up going back to the league club, everything like that. And once everything settled down, I was like, Minnie, what are you doing? And I think we met him. I think it was, I think it was good, good bar. bar. It was good, good bar. bar. <laughs> Wednesday night, yes. good bar. Yeah. <laughs> and by the time I read him, it was Wednesday. Yeah, that's, so we that's played, true. So we played on Sunday. So yeah. by the time I was like, yeah. we all come. I said, what are you up to? Hey, we'll go to good bar. Yeah. So Finchie and Croc and all the boys are out there, mate. It was loose as hell. It was How much weed? It was like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And I think we went and we had to, get went straight, to, we had to go into Saturday. Aussie camp. Aussie camp, And we were on tour. Yeah, well. Next week, it's the first time we were sitting, I think we were at Good Bar. We go, fuck, we should drop out of this Aussie side and just party in Australia. <laughs> that, that, that's, that's how much it was, mate. Because Sydney back then, the 2000s, was just pumping. Oh, mate, you could go out any night of the week, seriously. You can't do anything like that now. No. And plus, you know, you could go in with the whole team, 15 yeah. guys, and the guys would like, yep, come in, here's a section for you. And, you know, it, it was, everyone was all above board. We had a good time. Nothing silly was going on. We had a good drink. Um, but you know it's it's different times. You know yeah. it's completely different times Funny now. Funny to think you know it's I mean? like we're talking. It's like forty years ago. Yeah. It's like fifteen years ago. Mm. If but you we had used to hang out all the time. Like the, you, you boys, the Bulldogs boys, and us, like on the weekends, yeah. having a beer at, at a at a pub or going for lunch. It, was, it always happened. Obviously, Will's said he won the grand final sixteen times in that story. But <laughs> mate, you actually once. won. You actually won more grand finals than him. Of all of your grand final celebrations, what was the best one? Oh look. 2013 was huge because I was 33. I was towards captain the end. Captain too, yeah, right? and you captain, captain. You know that was special. I really soaked it in. You know, with the family and stuff. Um, what 2002? I was 22. 21, 21, you know, 22. 22. So mm. I, I partied for six weeks straight. And <laughs> I ended up with chickenpox, <laughs> and I missed the first half of the preseason. It was great. <laughs> 2013, like we we had a big week, and then I went and played for Italy in the World Cup. So I travelled yeah. to England again. It was like a we we're going oh on tour God. again. Like oh, it was yeah, like the old days. Rolling around Leeds, yeah, yeah rolling around Leeds. It, mate, Kate Snowden. it was like, you know, I was like, oh, so where are we staying? We're playing for Italy, and we're just a minnow nation. And where are we staying? And they go, mate, we've got the hotel here. I said, yeah, where is it? The Marriott. Shut up! Shut no, up! No way! Shut your mouth! That's where we stayed. <laughs> three, four, three, four, three, five. Years three, four, five. <laughs> so I walked into that hotel, oh my and it was like the, the smell and everything just ah. came back. It was like unbelievable. <laughs> oh my yeah. god! I didn't know that. I oh, know it was hilarious. So. Was was that when you were playing for Italy? Were there many blokes that were playing in NRL at that Cade stage? Snowden, or was it Snowy? We Snowy had, there. We it? had Kem Serrato, Cade Snowden. We had my brother. We had um, good game. Yeah, we had a great game. Man, yeah. man, uh, Josh Manolano. Josh Manolano. Yeah. Oh, who's the other forward from North Queensland? He was a champion bloke. Um, oh, man, I'm hopeless with names, but what he was a legend. You he played a bit of first soul? grade. Mate, because I was, I think I was talking to Snowy and Minnie when they were, when they yeah, were over there. That's oh. right. Remember Snowy, yeah. Because I, I didn't have much to do with Snowy and he's just a madman. He's a nut. He's a nut. <laughs> he's a nut. He's a nut. So we had a bit of fun. Mate, thank you so much for coming on. It's been an absolute pleasure having you here. Um, it's probably made our show a lot better, to be honest, because it's not just <laughs> the two of us talking. But, uh, mate, thanks, boys. Appreciate legend. having me. We really mate, appreciate you, you being on. Good man. Legend, mate. Um, all right, so what we're going to do, William, um, and the longer this goes, this is, I think this is one of the greatest brave performances of all time with me not wetting myself. But How are you not pissing yourself? I, I, don't could, know. I, could, I, just, I can take control. Me and Minnie yeah. can talk for fucking hours, mate. You gave you up. Go. No, you <laughs> gave up. I was not going to piss myself on uh, Facebook Live. Sorry. I, I already have. Yeah. So yeah, I'm no. looking at his legs, guys, and it's uh, yeah, he's pissed himself. Yeah, there's a flood back here. So... <laughs> What we're going to do is this year uh, our favourite player is 
of all time. McNeil. McNeil. So yeah. what we are going to do is this year we're going to uh, the prestigious McNeil Finals Award. Yeah. So what we're going to do next week is we're going to go through the four games and we're going to pick the greatest. The fine tooth comb. Oh, with <laughs> The finest. We do a lot of research. With the <laughs> finest tooth comb, guys. And the we are, finest. We are going to award the McNeil Player of the Final yep. Series. So we'll we'll announce we'll the be finals. Uh, there'll be like there'll be finalists. There'll be four finalists, and we'll pick. And then it'll just the keep going. Yeah. yeah. And the bulked up Jason <laughs> Taylor's probably a big chance. Hey, he's up there. All right. So everyone, please uh, get on. Listen to us on. Uh, we're obviously this is on Facebook Live and Spotify. Uh, you can get us mostly My on space. the podcast channels that we are yeah, on. What are they? What are they? <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> SoundCloud, Apple, MySpace, Spotify, MySpace, Grinder. Grinder. <laughs> <laughs> are we on Grinder, guys? Maybe. Uh, mate, thank you again for being here, William. Yeah, shut up. And we'll see you all next week for another edition of The Take with Ian Byrne. You've been listening to The Take with Willie Mason and co-host Ian Byrne. Produced by Craig Trewick, recorded and engineered by Zig Parker of Green Room Sydney, and presented by the Handshake Media Network. 